Today on the show, Radical Ones, let's wear our ears for hats with 2001's Josie and the Pussycats. If I could go back in time, I'd want to meet Snoopy. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Honey, get down! Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, beat me. My name is Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with the movie geek himself, Rob, and we're talking 2001's Josie and the Pussycats. Hello, everyone. Good to be back, and nice to review a movie I haven't seen before. So this is fantastic because I had only seen parts at my friend's house in 2000, probably two. So, this is really one of those hot takes, so I cannot wait to get into this film. (laughs) It's crazy. And this is marking the last recording I'm doing in this apartment that we started Radical in, basically. So, Oh, crazy. This is the last one. Final one. I have moving boxes behind me. And a stiff neck with a heating pad on, because now I'm old. (laughs) There's nothing more retro than that, Rob. (laughs) Yeah. For every band, there is a moment when they know they have made it. For one band, this is not that moment. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're a great crowd. Okay, girls, we need the lane now. And your shoes. They were three small-town girls with big-time dreams. Who's a rock star? I am. Who wanted to share their music with the world. We can't sit around here waiting for it to happen. We are musicians. We should be out there playing music. We do play. Nobody believed in them. You know, you suck. (laughs) But they believed in themselves. We're special. Yeah, special Ed. (laughs) Now. In a world of tough competition. And that is so sad. Fate is giving the Pussycats the chance of a lifetime. We'd love for you to sign with Mega Records. How am I going to pull this off? I'm a girl from Riverdale. I'm not a rock star. you got to believe in yourself. Things are finally going their way. But between the mania... Is that Joseph? They're going to be huge. The managers. We decide everything. What's hot and what's not. Welcome to your party. Who else thinks that Fiona's a freak? And the media. We're going to be on TRL. Mm-hmm. This may be the toughest gig they've ever played. Have you noticed that everything has sort of become all about Josie? Josie. 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 One, two, three. Spin around. I may 
made you a rock star. Tell me you don't love that. Forget it. You know, I never liked you. No matter what happens, we will always be friends first. Are you going to kill me with the guitar? You messed with the wrong pussycat. My bad. Josie and the Pussycats. This is PG-13, musical comedy, an hour and 38 minutes. It came out on April 11th of 2001. So Mr. Anniversary here linked up. I had to. And figured this one. And honestly, Rob, thank you for (laughs) suggesting this because I can't get over it. So this is Josie, Rachel Lee Cook, Melody, Tara Reid, and Val, Rosario Darson are three small towns. Town girl musicians determined to take their rock band out of their garage and straight to the top while remaining true to their look, style, and sound. They get a record deal, which brings fame and fortune, but soon realize that they are pawns of two people who want to control the youth of America. They must clear their names, even if it means losing fame and fortune. So can we talk about two things? The the box office this was a flop correct how much money did it make okay so they made 14.9 million which i believe yeah which i believe was under their budget of <laughs> 22 to 39 million dollars that is wild 39. that is wild so i'm saying that because I really don't, well, it's hard for me to really put myself in anyone's shoes. I chose not to watch this movie, not because I thought it was dumb. I don't know what I was doing at the time that this movie came out. I think it was just really the lack of not knowing what this was. And maybe people just word of mouth just said that it just was not a good movie. But I'm watching this movie and I just can't understand why this movie did not succeed. It had literally everything that every movie watcher wants in a teen film. (laughs) They did everything right. I don't understand why this movie did not. Now, does that mean the movie is good or that I liked it? We'll talk about it. But this movie gave you everything. This this movie literally works for the time it came out. Every single star that was in it was from something previously that you all loved. True. The theme of it all fits every single teen plot movie that we got at the time. Why didn't this movie work? Why didn't nobody go see this? All I can tell you is why I didn't go. (laughs) I didn't go because I probably was hiding my gayness and could not go to this movie without coming out. (laughs) The other thing is, I don't know too much about the Josie and the Pussycats, but the fact that this was not a murder mystery like Scooby-Doo, I was like, hell to the no, I'm not watching this because it's not authentic for me. I don't know too much about the animated series or the comics, but this to me does not say anything about Josie and the Pussycats except for the fact that they're from Riverdale and they sing. So tune in to Josie and the Pussycats every weekday at four for adventure, music, more adventure, and a chance to win your very own ovation round back guitar and an amplifier. I like the murder, the mystery solving aspect of the Pussycats. That's what I wanted. I wanted cameos from Shaggy. Why wasn't Gabriel Mann Shaggy in this movie? Or 
you know, like, but I, but look, I know that those two universes don't ex- coexist. I don't believe they do. However, they were still under the same umbrella of murder solving. I think you they know, do, like mystery though, solving. right? Because didn't Hanna-Barbera always do like that mixed wacky racers with all their cartoons? Well, so they yes. probably do exist in the same world. And God knows it's a Scooby-Doo clone, even down to Shaggy's yes. voice. Exactly. So I don't, I don't get that. I, I just think at the time it just was a movie that I just wasn't really feeling and I just thought it probably wasn't for me but this movie had everything pick any movie from that same year I swear it looks exactly like this it's bright and it's colorful and it's got every single element that kids were into especially TRL I don't understand why this movie failed I I think really the product placement is just what ruined it it definitely took me out I just couldn't believe it we decide everything from what clothes are in style to what slang is in vogue. Feather tank tops, matching pants, kind of a buffy meets chicken run. Feathers are the new rhinestones. The new word for cool be jerkin. As in do, that's jerkin. Ooh, that's dirty. This is the epicenter of all trends. We turn your world into one giant TV commercial. <laughs> But they worked it into the plot, so it makes sense to have it all. But it just seems like such a F you to audiences as if you think you're going to really make us buy all of this stuff. I mean, did people make this in a garage and said, I need all of this funding. So let me put every single, you know, label in it so we don't have to pay for anything. This is crazy. This is crazy. You'll never going to believe this. All of these brands were voluntary in the fact that they had no idea that they were being used. Like, they didn't have any say. The the movie itself just picked this brands and gave them this free advertising. What? But, I mean, I know they worked it into the plot, but it is it is hysterical because even down to the hotel, the McDonald's shower, Rob. If it was just all everything i could not it was everywhere <laughs> like so much the target room and then the airplane had like all of these watching so I just was not, I just didn't get it. Now, do you think that it was just too bubbly, like too bubblegum pop for most audience? Now, what I read was that they they advertised this movie to the wrong people. And so this is why it failed. And nobody wanted to watch it because the people who were targeted, had not, they didn't care about this. And, and they just didn't target like family or they didn't target because these kids probably couldn't go by themselves. I don't know. But I just wonder if it was just too bubbly for general audience to go to. You know what I think it looked like? I think it just looked like at the time from what I can remember and besides the scenes I saw, it looked generic. Like when you said earlier, it looked like every film at that time. I think that's what it is. It just blended in. It looked like a generic. It looked probably more bubblegum than it actually turned out to be. Is what okay. I is what I took it as. Like I took it as it's probably looked like it was gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna comb each other's hair and ride unicorns. And it wasn't that. 
that at all. It was like a, a teen movie, like Rob is saying. I was shocked. I don't know why I was shocked. Which, well, then this brings me to my next thing. I said I had two things that I wanted to talk about. Do we like the stars that were chosen? And I want you to kind of go over who all auditioned for this movie. You saw this too, Rob? Yeah, I saw this. So le- I want to talk about like who could have been in this movie and do we like who they've chosen? Did they make the right decision in creating Josie and the Pussycat? Okay, so as J- Josie herself, honestly, Rachel Lee Cook, I I didn't really think that she stood out too much. Like, very likable woman. But, oh my god, no. This is not, like, a lead in a band. I would be like, no, I, take those other two. Over her is, like, the. do you want to sell somebody's image? Those two in the backup, as they called them, the Pussycats, were more, I, I don't know, late Rachel Lee Cook, Rob. <laughs> So, so I guess we'll say for Josie, we had Maggie Gyllenhaal and Zoe Deschanel. So, like, I like Rachel Lee Cook, and I think that it made sense to choose her based on her tie-ins with, like, Babysitter's Club. And She's All That was before this, right? Yes, yeah. Or was it after? No, it was before this. I mean, with that being said, I mean, she she's already known from the public eye. Not necessarily did uh, Gyllenhaal or Deschanel, like, were unknowns, but again, the type of movie that we got, it made sense for Rachel Lee Cook to be in it. Zoe is more of a singer, though. Yeah! Because you know, cause you know um, um, you know, Cook's voice was not her singing voice. Like her, yeah. So but it looked like it would fit her, which was so funny. They did a really good matchup to yeah. what you would think that she would sound like. Yeah. I think she's a pretty girl and she definitely screams teen. You know, she looks like a teenager. So it made sense, but I don't know. There was something about her acting or what they got out of her as far as, you know, the direction. Maggie Gyllenhaal either. I wouldn't. I honestly, I don't think she would be. I want a bubbly. But how do you know Gyllenhaal couldn't give that to you? I mean, it's called acting. That's true. I I feel like anytime I've seen her, she's been miserable. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) she she could surprise us all that's the thing so i i don't know i i i'm not saying that cook wouldn't work be you know out of the three of them but there was something about her acting i just was not really keen on she gives that you know what it is she always gives to me the resting bitch face look and i don't think it's clearly what her face looks like so it's not she's like she's doing something to you know make this look but i think that's half the battle rob she always has this like face about her that she's (laughs) (laughs) so i i wish i wish they had green lit her fearless show because that role would have been perfect for her because the character only calls for her to be as stoic as possible with no emotions whatsoever And I'm watching her in this movie and it's just like, even when she was kind of like silent and being shy around, what's his face? G- Gabriel Mann's character. What was his name? Alan. Alan M. Alan, Alan M. Alan. Yep. <laughs> hey, Alan again. How's it hanging? No, actually it's Alan. Um... Yes, what's with the initial anyway? It didn't work for Sheila E. It doesn't work for you. Just the way that she was being like coy with him, but then like giving face of like, <laughs> I know you like me, but you don't want to say it. Wow. Finish your sentences. Is, is that is that a good while or... Oh, no, no, it's, uh, 
It's good. Wow. There just didn't seem to be a lot of life going on in her expression. So I just, it's, I don't know. So when she got like super pissed from the subliminal messages, I was just like, okay, there's a little bit going on here, but still it didn't really look like she was that No, Rob, you're giving her too much credit. Even if that's, she was kind of still like subdued. Josie, we have to talk to you. How did they let the two of you in here? I specifically told the front desk, no visitors. Are you okay? Of course I'm okay. Why wouldn't I be? I have the number one single in the country. Terrible to say. Okay, so, so next. So from there, we've got Val. Now, Val, oh my God, I loved Rosario Dawson in this movie. I thought she was beautiful. Yeah. She was gorgeous, funny. I loved her character. She was the smart one who figured everything out, you know, and I, I just I just really enjoyed her in this. Do I don't know exactly who Val is to the point of like, did we really need Rosario to do this? Probably not. But at the same time, I think that she has that punk rock yeah. look that fits for the band. I really liked her in this movie. Now, her competition was Beyonce, Aaliyah, and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Crazy. They all wanted to be in this movie. Like, are you kidding me? That would have been crazy. Speaking of this, this movie has these weird things. Like, I noticed that it was the last movie that featured the Twin Towers prominently. And then it said even Aaliyah, this debuted a, a month before she passed away. It was like these weird, I mean... Whatever, it's coincidences. This movie, it just had things in it that were whatever. And then Lisa left I Lopez. Oh my God. But what about the other person that wanted it was Jennifer Lopez, who auditioned twice, it said. Or basically, she wanted it really badly. So that is competition. Wait, Gen- do you mean Gen- Do you mean Lisa Lopez or Jennifer No, it Lopez? actually said Jennifer Lopez as well on a separate website. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Like, so there was four big names that could have been for this. This role. So then it begs the question, did we do we want did we want to see actual musicians that were known in the pop culture world? Did we want, you know, our R&B and our pop singers in this movie or did we want actors who, you know, had more stage presence? Like, what do you like? What do you think? Do what would have, uh, you know, authentic, uh, you know, musicians worked for this? It probably would have made sense for the movie for like the actual characters but honestly i'm happy with like we said rosario darson doing this so okay yeah because i think if any well maybe Aaliyah, because she did act i think i would have been taken out if it was anybody else and i wouldn't i don't know like she she was able to give this authentic role i think this character a more groundedness so totally but fair. man with Tara Reid, <laughs> because of her success of American Pie, she didn't even have to audition for this. And unfortunately, <laughs> she was my least favorite character because of how ditzy she was. And maybe it's because I'm watching it with today's lens, but I just didn't think that it called to have like one of them be dumb. So like, do you, you, you did notice... <laughs> That with our trio girls, what do we always do? Of course. We've got the redhead, the blonde, and the brunette. It is like clockwork. And I know that Josie did the same thing, but this is the same thing. And then it's like, let's give the blonde the ditzy 
you know, like very naive and oblivious role. Now, yes, she was the sweet one and she definitely was very optimistic and saw beauty and everything. I love that. And then even though she would play dumb, the woman knew how to belt on some drums. She knew how to play the drums and then all of a sudden knew how to fight like a champ. I did love that. I did love that. She she whooped, but like that, that was insane how she just knew how to fight. But I don't know. It was just something about giving her all of these opportunities to play like this ditzy girl it just would have been fun to just have three strong and smart women just be in a band and like very different from all of the haters in this movie especially those three group of girls that we saw earlier (laughs) i just i don't know i i just was not really campaigning for one of the characters to be like that it's just something i just didn't think played off right for me they took the basic characteristics of this character usually with these cartoon movies they change the characters too much from the cartoon you could say right she was ditzy like this but i think having tara in the role and forgive me i just think it just made it even more ditzy because i never thought that she was a strong actress but there was cute part there was like a few jokes like when the coasters she she like simple things like oh coasters in the limo and then later on she said coasters i was like oh that's cute and, oh and then her pussy cat sign that's what i really <laughs> said wait this ain't this ain't hannah barbara and you know what's funny about that is i'm surprised that joke even made it onto prime <laughs> that's where i watched it because we were actually watching a subsidized cleaner version of what was played in the oh theater. my the theater god one apparently was more obvious about their sexual innuendos so i can't imagine. we got a cleaner version than what we got in this because they used that term twice <laughs> in this movie and uh yeah i was i was very shocked by that because i didn't expect it to go there but yeah uh, that's kind of where i wanted to start uh with this and it sounds like we were kind of up and down with this movie i mean it's it's a very ridiculous movie but i just see so much charm in this is that this movie should have been successful when it came out fashion the style the teen demo the flashiness the young love of rom-com just even the the storyline of the best friend wanting to be with her the whole time and then they finally like all of it just fit they even have their their obligatory like fight you've oh, always you got to have knew, that one right Rob, you knew as soon as they yeah, said that gets resolved the next scene over <laughs> we're gonna be friends forever it's like oh here we go it's coming but that's what I actually thought was funny because they were, and I, I don't want to use the term small bit smart. They were smart in that sense, Rob, because they did do these cliches and some of them were played off well. Some jokes landed yeah. well, but for sure. But can we start with the band? And it's so funny, Rob <laughs> posted the song on Instagram before we recorded this. And when I heard it, I was like, I can't believe, first off, this song is on Instagrams, like one of the song choices out of all the songs you look for and they never have the band du jour yeah du jour means family du jour means teamwork 
Teamwork. Holy. Like, I So I didn't expect this. The movie starts out very Spice World where you've just got the fans going insane yes. over somebody. And I thought we were going to see Josie or just some other girl group, but we got a boy band. And again, very on point with catering to today's audience at the time. Definitely develop a boy band. So the boy band comes out and we're seeing the members of this boy band and I literally lost my mind on how many familiar faces all of them was in can't hardly wait all of them which is hilarious because you know cook auditioned to be Julie James or not Julie James oh my god she she um (laughs) she (laughs) I know right no she auditioned to be the lead in can't hardly wait so it's just hilarious how these three guys man it or these four men decided to be a band together and you know even the fourth one the tallest one he was in can't hardly wait he was our exchange student yes oh my god so we had a smaller role while you know the other two uh meyer and um Faison, Faison, like they you know did a cameo showing up in another band that they were in and then seth green like i just couldn't believe and then i'm listening to this song and i just lost it for like a good i was cloud nine my face was just ear to ear smiling i I was living my boy band era in these five minutes. I wrote this, the perfect 90s band parody, even down to the airport that you would see in the music videos. But then when they started performing at the front of the plane with those fans, the the song, but the whole fact that they're performing at the airport, just hysterical, Rob. Oh my God. So good. I wonder if it was actually them singing the song too. Well, now my whole world is upside down that Rachel Lee Cook isn't Josie. I, Seth didn't sound like him, right? Seth Green's voice sounded like different. And it was, oh, yeah. I was wondering if they did. It was like, funny that they made him like give this voice to him or it really is his voice. Also, like Breckenmeyer, man, like I don't care what he's in. He is just so damn sexy. I love that man so much. He is just every movie he's in. I just find like, road trip like can't hardly wait oh god i just dig this dude even rat race he was adorable the smile it's the smile right it's just yeah something about him is just crazy this is somebody that you probably will not recognize but there was a whole bunch of girls you know fangirling off of you know the boy band or whatever these girls but there was one guy in there who was like into this band he looked so familiar who the hell was he you do his name is justin chatwin Okay. He is he was in the first few seasons of Shameless. He also <sighs> had a horror uh suspenseful horror movie called Invincible. I believe it's when he was seeing like dead people who were invisible like trying to attack oh, him or whatever. Oh yes. Okay. One second. I know he also was in the horrible Dragon Ball Z Evolution movie. He That's what was it was. Wife- 
Yeah, he was our whitewash lead, and he was in World of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, and he had a big role in Weeds as well. But he's been everywhere. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, Smallville, you know, yeah, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, I recognized him His right eyes away. are very distinctive. And I'm sure there was a lot of cameos from, like, actors who were first starting out playing fans and just people in the background. We even saw, uh, what's-her-face, Miss Isabel from Ginger Snaps as one of the, the mean girls that was so funny also from a uh, freddy versus jason oh, what yes, is her yes. name is ginger it's catherine isabel catherine isabel catherine isabel yeah thank you yeah catherine isabel i just you mentioned spice world right and i thought we were been told they actually mentioned the spice girls themselves and they were self-aware of everything i honestly thought the same thing i was like oh my god it's spice world seeing double from s club and josie and the pussycats did the same thing too i was that's my first thought until it became what it was but the plot basically radical ones just like that wasn't mentioned is the subliminal messaging the boy band figured it out right and right down to spice world it even has alan in it as well too it's like so crazy it's like it should have been a bus this airplane <laughs> so this is crazy he says to the pilot alan's character wyatt take the chevy to the levee so they've referenced the american pie song about the big bopper and the and the uh um, the airplane going down. So it literally, they had this worked out that they're going to kill this band. The pilot jumped, he jumped. We heard like a really strange background track and, and we were wondering whether or not you knew what it was all about. Gee, you know, I've no idea what that was. Where did it come from? I mean, why? We just want some answers. The answers I will provide. I'll be right back. Take the Chevy to the living. And this band you think is killed. And what do they do the next day? They release a box set and a CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> when the MTV News came up and it says the band 2000 to 2001. I just lost it because it was so stupid. But I'm like, oh my god. MTV News, CD-ROMs, the movie phone voice, Mr. Movie Phone. Man, yeah, it's, it's the flip phones and Miss Mary Hart. <laughs> and they're singing the Entertainment Tonight theme. There was Serena Outchel. Jesus, I <sighs> was like, my kneecap broke because I was that old. The minute I looked at <laughs> Serena, I was like, oh my god, my knee just went through something. Never be the same again. <laughs> I now have back problems because Serena Altro is on my screen and I am old. What the hell? I also loved the, uh, I'll have to look up when this game came out. Front and center, right oh, in the, the background. Oh, the Sega thing, right? The Space Channel 5 show, I mean, game. I love that game. It's a music game and it fit perfectly with the movie. So I love that little tie-in too. But what did you think about the plot of this movie? Did you think that this was a good way to introduce Josie and the Pussycats? Speaking of that, this is supposed to kick off a multiverse 
universe of adult-themed Hanna-Barbera cartoons, and and evidently Scooby-Doo, when we hear about the R-rated Scooby-Doo, it actually was supposed to be the second movie. So these characters were gonna, <laughs> if it went well, it didn't. Zoinks! I do like the plot, but it's the same thing. It's always, you gotta get the band together and like get them famous. They did this with the Gem movie. Hi, I'm Gem. I just want these bands to be established for once. Like, let us believe that they're famous already. But I get it. I get it. I could have done without that. I did love the joke about the music industry and the subliminal messages. And, you know, I did think that was funny. It's like almost like Zoolander. Like, I'm thinking kind of like that kind of a plot kind of thing. Yeah, I... I, I do understand sort of its tie-in to how quickly it was to just love one thing and then bam, right to another. Everything is is just so fad, is that, you know, you can like something one day and then immediately tomorrow, oh, we wear this now, or we wear our hair this way, or we listen to this music, and then tomorrow it's somebody else. It, it's just so quick with these teens that, you know, you have to do everything to try and make sure you stay on point and up to date and not lose a beat. I'm here to talk to you about something very important. I'm here to talk about subliminal messages in rock and roll music, or as it's simply known in some cultures, rock music. You see, for years the government has been wisely coercing teenagers to buy products they normally wouldn't want just to get their money. Fact, kids don't have bills to pay. Fact, they don't pay taxes. But they do babysit and hold minimum wage jobs that earn them wads of cash as thick as, well, my body of work. But these kids today aren't dumb. They're not going to buy just anything. That's why the government has been finding small subliminal advertising suggestions in today's rock music. The results? We can now get these kids to buy just about anything. We can have them chasing a new trend every week. And that is good for the economy. And what's good for the economy is good for the country. The plot, I guess, made sense for a film about three women who not only are musicians, but they like solve crimes. So the fact that there was sort of like something to um, expose, you know, some kind of like evil plan, I guess that works. But the other thing is too, is that because they weren't already established, did we really need Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, yeah. It could have been anybody, right? This could have been anybody. And even Riverdale didn't look like Riverdale. It was just like a sign on that said, oh, we're in the town of Riverdale and that's it. But I did love some of the meta jokes, how, you know, Missy Pyle's character, there was, oh, they were like, why are you here? And she's like, well, I'm a part of the comic. So here I am. I thought that was one of the best lines in the movie. I thought that was great how they just pointed that out. I'm surprised that they didn't give her the cat because I, in the cartoon, she had this white cat. So I'm surprised that there wasn't a CGI'd animal a la Scooby-Doo there, but. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> I will say that our male love interest, Gabriel Mann, I've always thought he was the sexiest thing. He is so, oh, he looks so good. And he so looks so sweet. good in this movie. I, I forgot that he was in this, though. A total shock to see him. And I'm still on a high from 
his role on Revenge. I just thought his character was just so good in that. And he almost got his own spinoff from that move from that show so that would have been great yeah it would have been great i i really enjoy seeing him on screen so uh he he showed up again either in batwoman or gotham he he played uh the hush character in the batman verse so it was great to see him now within the last few years but i hope he continues to act because i just really enjoy watching him and he he looked great josie didn't bring the the death i know the definite you know, pinnacle of what, you know, a teen heartthrob looks like is in this movie and in Gabriel Mann. So I really liked him in this. I will just say, though, that Alan Cumming was Josie and the Pussycats. Like, this movie would fail if he was not in this. He was the entire movie for me. He was pretty much almost in every single scene. He was, right? He drove this entire plot from beginning to end. Like, it was through his eyes. This was him. We were watching and Josie just hopped on for the ride but that like Alan Cumming was so good in this did you think he was more of the villain over Parker Posey as the the, the leader character uh Fiona she was the one yeah. that was the CEO that used the subliminal messages by the way to make people like her Fiona is the most jerkin girl in the world everybody loves Fiona She's got the best hair and the most awesome clothes. And she's so thin. I know I want to be just like Fiona. That's the secret message that you wanted to send out? That you're cool? That is a whole other thing. I'm, yeah, I mean, we talked about this in Seeing Double. Like, it, it's the cheesiest thing uh, <laughs> for a plot. But, Gosh. you know, it, it keeps it it keeps it young yeah. and and childlike you know like we all want popularity and we all want to you know have friends and this is my way of exerting my power because i didn't get it it's all syndrome it's syndrome again um i mean i i don't alan cumming definitely did a lot more of the work you know I, there's a mastermind in in posey's character but all of the executed all the execution with him looking for the band and all of yeah. that all came from alan and his lines like he just face expressions the you know i just love when he was just sitting there and the moment that rachel lee cook was like uh isn't this moving too fast well i thought that i was looking at three women who wanted a music deal sorry me maybe i should just pick like he just knew what to say even the voice for now, every right? single thing he was like oh Oh, he left a longer message, and she's like, "Is well, you weren't weren't even on that long." That's right. Just foiled the date, but it, for me, it was when they were starting to get suspicious, and he picks up the phone about to assassinate them again, and she's like, "Nope, this is exactly what should be happening." And then he was like, "Oh, okay, good. I don't have to call and have them <laughs> taken out." I just he was so good in this movie. I just really enjoyed him. Of course, it just went off the rails when they started like removing every body part from their <laughs> from their face at the end. I just thought all of that was just so gross. All I ever wanted was to be popular. Tell me, is that so bad? Lisa. What did you call me? Lisa Snyder. Lifting Letha. That, that was my nickname in school. Huntington High School. Lisa, it's me. Wally. White ass Wally. White ass Wally? The albino kid? That's impossible. First of all, he wasn't British. I'm not. 
I just started talking like that because I thought it would make me more attractive. He was so pale. <laughs> Makeup. I I learned to speak with our list. Look. Look. I can't believe it's you. Isn't it the strangest coincidence? He was an albino. They recognized each other from school. That was the craziest thing, even down to him holding in his stomach for, what did he say, years or months? Or something? Yeah. So there was a part when, again, very 2000s movie, right? I was going to compare this to Charlie's Angels until they actually, did you notice this news article, this headline that said, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu were, were cast to play the band in the upcoming movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, see, this is why I can't fault this movie, Rob, too much because they're smart about it. I'm like, okay, I see you. Even the montage, tell me that was not Charlie's Angels in the beginning when they're like, look, we're a band. And it turns out to be a bowling alley, but they're like working at the, the Rosario Tarson's at like a volunteering and someone gives her an open thing of cereal. And it's like, wah, wah, wah. so very <laughs> Charlie's Angels, I thought. The cameo of Babyface was stellar. Like I did not expect that. And again, already on top of a stacked cast so many people who were definitely at the top of their game around this time was in this uh i i was just stunned to see that babyface made an appearance in this and played a really good role i might ask uh, i might add and wrote all these songs did you see this rob he produced this whole album babyface um that opening song was a bop i would totally listen to that song the one they played in the beginning i actually enjoyed that song a lot was that not on the radio because i heard it and i'm like wait was this song on the radio because i swear i heard this song is it the one i'm thinking of the yeah and three whole day or something Josie. 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 I like I like that song. I thought that was so good. I was like, I, I can get with this. I'm not mad about it. Babyface. I am not mad about it. That explains it. No, that's pretty good. Posey's fashion, her outfits were taut. Like, they were great. That feather thing with the wires On literally sticking out. Every- that was insane that was insane i loved every outfit she put on and uh yeah she was definitely very eccentric her character perfect for posy it made sense this is exactly what we want from posy anytime she's on screen so but she was working those outfits i i gotta say that was that was great they gave her they tried to compensate i think and give her this like over-the-top personality and the outfits and everything to really spice this movie up but 
honestly, even down to this, Rob, which I'm just going to bring up in a minute, the shot of, do you reckon when Alan was in the car and he said, I need a band right now, and then he holds the CD up as they walk by and it's a clear CD and then it says number one band, like a sign just happened. I thought that was a genius shot to be in this movie. Like it looked gorgeous. Well, just even them in the spotlight before they get oh, hit yeah. by the car, just the three of them just like next to each other. That I really like that shot. That actually was a very nice scene, you know, just I, I really like that. That was pretty good. They're going to bring the girls to TRL to kill them, right? They want Josie by herself. I was not ready for this scene. It was a cardboard stage. At the, and they're like, this isn't TRL. Like, and <laughs> then all of a sudden, Carson Daly actually plays himself. I could not get over this thing. And I was like, wait, is this because he, they dated? Is this because they dated? Yeah. And then- It's exactly why they dated. They just kept reminding us that they were together. That, yeah, they they- they loved it. They were having the time of their lives. Like, oh, look at me. We're in a we're a couple. We get to be in the same movie and pretend that we don't like each other or we do. Or like, oh, I would totally go out with you. If you. Oh my god. I was like, <laughs> we get it. You guys are dating. I can't believe you're a killer. You seem so nice on TV. Really? You know, I always thought you were kind of hot. Too bad. <laughs> I always thought you were kind of hot too. You did? What's your sign? Scorpio. A cancer. <laughs> the pussy cats. The pussy cats. I gotta kill you. Good lord. What was that? Chris Rock. That was a terrible Chris Rock. Why do you even bother doing impressions? You're not funny. They were on a high. Like, that was one of those couples that you really were rooting for. When they broke up, like, it was a thing. And it was Carson, a thing. People were shocked. Oh, Carson. Yeah. yeah, that was... Yeah, They almost got married, right? It was a big, mm-hmm. it was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. And the other actor from Mad TV... Yeah, uh, what uh, it was his Aris Spears or Spears, something. Something Spears. Yes. Years. He throughout all these. He says I'm Carson Daly. I've actually thought that was funny. That's that before Carson shows up, it was funny. It was cute. I thought. Did you recognize these people in the crowd, Rob? Of they had cardboard cutouts. It was supposed to be celebrities as they're trying to kill them. Johnny Depp, Gwen Stefani, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Matt Damon, and then I kept trying to see other ones, but there it went so fast. But I, I kept seeing Gwen Stefani for some reason and Johnny Depp, and I'm like Johnny Depp is not going to be on. TRL um, but uh, okay or Matt Damon but all right all right yeah no I did notice the cutouts like I said this movie definitely catered to all pop references and icons and put them all in one place overall though I, this this movie is ridiculous like I, so why do I like it Rob why do I like it so because much Because it is a perfect reminder of that time in our lives like I, I would love to say that I could watch this movie over and over again for its nostalgia but i think that when they got to josie like the movie kind of <laughs> took a dive i honestly was so into the boy band and just the story behind like why did they die in the in the plane crash like what's going on i honestly had no idea what he was listening to and what he heard on this tape but i just thought that was an amazing beginning and then we hear this song from josie and i was like okay this is cute and then we watched them three in the house talking about oh we need to like get a plan and you know like make it big and i was just like i am so i'm not bored but i just was like i don't care well, you've seen it before I, right it's the it's the plot has been done so many crossroads like it's been done so many times 
I did have fun watching it, but this is not a movie that I can I can't watch. I'm not saying nobody else can. I this is a movie I don't really care to repeat. I'm just trying to pull stuff <laughs> of what I would get out of a rewatch. And I, I thought it was very ambitious with the backdoor oh, lover right song. <laughs> Very ambitious, but I don't know. There's just something about it that I just could not hook myself onto, especially with all these other teen classic films out that I could easily watch before this one. Oh, yes, that we grew up with, that we, yeah, that we have yeah. like a sentimental thing to, yeah. But I gotta say, I would watch it watch it again <laughs> i'm whispering it because i don't want anyone to hear but i would watch that's it again. cool no i think that's great i just would have i would have wanted more of the mystery solving band that's that's what i would have wanted that's just me it, it's my type of movie i you know when you come out with movies like this and you know they do the little play on jokes of are they cats are they squirrels what do you know i don't know i just <laughs> yeah they're not wearing the leotards so yeah they're modern josie pussycats i guess i they just didn't i just would have preferred a new band i just don't think that this was the right time to incorporate i mean i love the plan of the hanna-barbera world but to me i just don't feel that this was i feel like the town of riverdale still should have been like what brady bunch is to the 90s like they should have still been stuck in a type of era that is different from the rest of the world and it was just too modern all the way through that you did not need josie and the pussycats to get people to come and see this movie it's just did not do it for me. That's why I'm surprised they even had the manager character with the scarves and the sister and stuff because it was and they kept the names and things like that because it was I don't want to mention Gem again the movie and compare it to that but this was years later of course. Yeah if you're not going to really stay exactly to the source material you're going to do something new just pick a new band up call it whatever teen movie band speaking of Riverdale in order to preserve the wholesome image of Josie and the Pussycats Rob Archie Comics demanded there be a scene where Josie and the Pussycats are brushing their teeth. Okay. You know, if you're going to talk about Pussycats and other and <laughs> backdoors, just give them the toothbrush. Please let these people brush their teeth. <laughs> you messed with the wrong pussy. The band's outfits and videos were inspired by the wardrobe of Destiny's Child and Britney Spears, and the music was inspired by Avril Lavigne and Good Charlotte, which I don't honestly see as a Josie and the Pussycats, but yeah, that three, three, worked. I guess it's babyface, there you go, that explains it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that we just had gotten a little bit more of, I guess, authentic authentic Josie and the Pussycats rather than just taking the name and the ears. I think that would have worked. The chemistry between the girls I thought was okay. I just don't think that a good script was written for them. That That's just me. But I do have a question for you, though. So which instrument would you play and learn if you were to start a band? <laughs> 
This sounds so crazy. The tambourine. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I swear to God, Rob, there's um every Christmas I have a, a frame that I was given as a gift that jingles. It's made out of bells. And can I tell you, I take that out and I play that like a tambourine. And I'm like... <laughs> but uh, singing, of course, with that tambourine, Rob. Or or maybe drums, maybe drums. What, what about you? Tambourine, though. I mean, it depends on the type of band, of course. But, you know, I've actually been having a lot of thoughts about learning the violin. I find that instrument to be so fantastic. And oh, it's beautiful. I just know that it's, it's, an, it's an investment, though. It's such the investment. And, like, where do you learn in today's, like, world? Unless you have a house in the forest, there's no... No way you can actually practice without bothering someone and it just costs a lot of money to learn but i've just been really fascinated with it and i would love to learn the violin i would love to learn that and be in a band now for the other side of it which boy band member persona would you be oh god i hate to give myself this one but you know the one that's awkward and you're like why are they in the band they always they always keep a tank top on when the other guys have their shirt on that would be me who's that like the joey (laughs) i would be that one the chris stupid i see what you're saying (laughs) i think that i really think i would be that one what was chris persona anyway what was he was he was he considered the bad one like the bad boy i can't remember i think he was which is so funny joey was joey was the goofy one but so i i'm i'm the older like father figure like i'm i'm the kevin yeah i'm i'm the kevin i'm the jc or whatnot (laughs) yeah i i'm not like the leader but i'm the one that just is more chill than the rest of them so that's probably the persona that i would end up playing he's seen in the back bobbing his head and and snapping his finger (laughs) to long to Well, that's much better than what I'm going to get stuck with. Yeah, so. (laughs) Did you happen to come up with any recommendations for this movie this week? Rob's Recommendations. Okay, so what I usually like to do is give you recommendations for people who actually enjoyed the movie that we just reviewed, and then I'll have recommendations for those that you should try if this movie didn't do it for you. So if you enjoyed Josie and the Pussycat, clearly you have to watch She's All That. Yes. It's Rachel Lee Cook at her finest. Uh, her She's a lead in this as well. And her face doesn't I think, move. <laughs> I think if you mention her name this is the movie that pops up so definitely check out she's all that the other film which also incorporated pretty much the rest of the cast of this movie is can't hardly wait can't hardly wait feeds that teen nostalgic feel it definitely involves young um, adults and their prime trying to you know make their lives fascinating but it is just a a huge smokers board of just fun teen young adult antics and it has a giant cast along with a lot of the people you saw in Josie and the Pussycat so definitely check out Can't Hardly Wait. The other film that I'm going to recommend and this is just keeping with the tone and the fun vibrant colorful palette of the film and its childlike essence is our live action scooby-doo i mean this movie and i think it does it better but 
it is still sort of under the same umbrella. And uh, I, I found this movie to be great. It it definitely, you know, pokes fun at a lot of the antics that the animated cartoon gave out. So Scooby-Doo, great film to pair with Josie and the Pussycat. So those three, if you did like it. Now, if you did not like this movie, but still interested in its theme, but want it to be maybe more adult or, or just... Or, or just less poppy. My first recommendation is just more on the celebration of music. I've chosen Empire Records. Yeah. Uh, Empire Records has a great cast as well. And uh, instead of the bubblegum pop, you've got very alternative, soft rock music that is loved by all in, in this movie. So definitely Empire Records. Uh, the next one I have is just more on the girl power of it all, but it's definitely not your cutesy, cuddly three women (laughs) trying to start a band. No, these are the mean girls. Now I'm not talking about mean girls. I'm talking about Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker is a definite opposite of what Josie and the Pussycats (laughs) represents. And so if you did not like Josie, you will definitely love the women in Jawbreaker. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) The other film, which sort of kind of is in the same theme, is Drop Dead Gorgeous. And this is just because of the stars that were very, very popular at that time, but put in a situation to be catty and mean to each other, but also striving to be famous and win a competition. Drop Dead Gorgeous is so quotable. It's amazing. It's so funny. And again, very girl power and a great cast as well. So those are my recommendations. I love that. The Great, great, Rob. Thank you for bringing those. Rob's recommendations. Is there any cartoon that you would like to see given the live action treatment that Josie Mm. was given? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they they keep talking about it all the time. I would love a Mad Max themed um, wacky races. Oh, that would be great. But just just dark and gritty as Mad Max. Like, oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. I'm trying to think of some of the like animated stuff. I mean... That's going to take a minute because there's so much from my childhood that I would love to be a a live action movie. But the day that they incorporate a live action Steven Universe, I will probably like die. I, I, I can just only imagine how that world would be created. But just to see Steven Universe and his character and, um you know all of his pseudo moms as well as our his like i would just love to see all of this play out on in live action so that's one that pops in my head what about you oh man i want thundercats so bad i want thundercats so <laughs> that's bad no that's really fair. honestly a few years ago i would have said gem in the holograms and i don't want to hate on that poor movie but like give me the 80s exploding on camera thundercats please and thank you i hope i really do hope so rob 
where can the lovely people find you when you're not hanging out over here? Uh, we're still covering the final season of Charmed in comic book form. We're on season 10. We have just a few more episodes to go. I think we're going to be at maybe uh, four or five left as we wrap up in May. And uh, I'm on Instagram under Rob the Movie Geek as I'm cataloging all the movies that I go see or watch in uh, the year of 2023. Uh, whether I rewatched it or it's a first watch, whether I'm at home or at the theater, I am uh, cataloging all of that for your viewing pleasure as I rate it from one to five, as well as recommend similar films that I've just watched. And the link will be in the description box below, as well as the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. One word on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and um, Rob, I can't believe we made it through March and and somehow we didn't skip an episode and we're here and we're beginning a new month, Radical One. So I'll see you next month because I won't be in anymore. <laughs> Who knows? We might have another retro news segment bouncing up. So I hope you check that out, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We will see you next week. Thank you, Rob, as always. Go- of course. Goodbye. And um, cue backdoor lover. <laughs> you know that I won't hurt you, so open up and let me in. We love each other way too much for it to be a sin. People use the front door, but that's never been my way. Just cause I slip in back door, well that doesn't make me hey. Lying on your bed, staring up at the moon. You got me crazy, gotta love you soon. I'm your back door lover. Keep us together. Well, guess what? It didn't.